the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Russia fires on a nuclear power plant. Immediately stop firing at the Zaporizhzhia nuclear power plant. The fight for American energy independence. It's a problem because relying on foreign sources of energy often means relying on energy from tyrannical government. Another Illinois politician receives a criminal indictment. A powerful Illinois politician is under criminal indictment for uh, political corruption. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Friday, March 4th. I'm Mike Scott. After an hour-long phone call with President Vladimir Putin, French President Emmanuel Macron fears the worst is yet to come. Putin says he was determined to take control of the whole of Ukraine. Russian forces pressed their war Thursday on Ukraine, seizing a strategic seaport and then threatening to overtake a major energy hub, even as the two sides negotiated safe corridors to safely evacuate citizens. Overnight, a Russian missile slammed into this building across the street from a television tower. The air campaign against this city is getting heavier even as reports filed on the air on the Russian convoy stagnating on its way to the Ukrainian capital city of Kiev, other reports of Russian troops firing on a nuclear power plant flooded social media. Local Mayor Dmitry Orlov says the firing at the power plant needs to stop. I ask you to come to your senses immediately. Stop firing. I ask you to come to your senses. Immediately stop firing at the Zaporizhzhia nuclear power plant. Thankfully, later, Ukraine's emergency services department says while there was a fire in a training building behind the plant, the International Atomic Energy Agency says no essential equipment has been damaged. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov says he believes some foreign leaders were preparing for war against Russia and that Moscow will press on with its military operation in Ukraine until the end. The West is listening to us but doesn't hear us. Well, I'm tempted to make comparisons. Napoleon and Hitler wanted to be masters of Europe. We see now that um, the U.S. have submitted Europe. Congressman Mike Gallagher of Wisconsin joined the Salem radio network discussing Russian oil and what worries him about the future of American foreign policy. Not only are we buying his oil, but all of these sanctions that were announced, for example, sanctions on the Russian central bank, my understanding is there is a big fat loophole the size big enough that you could drive a Russian tank through that still allows them to process payments for oil, yes. for energy. There's just a massive misunderstanding about the level of sanctions we put on the regime. And the fact is, Russia's economy is so dependent on energy. That's how energy that's how money gets into the country that unless you sanction the energy industry, then you're not actually having the massive effect 
on Russia that the Biden administration is telling us they're having right now. Congressman Gallagher emphasized the need for America to become energy independent itself. We have that natural resource. We have the innovation and ingenuity. What we need is better policy both here and for my European allies to make that possible. And over the next five years, I think it's possible we could wean Europe entirely off Russian gas. And that would be a massive geopolitical win for us, for them, and a massive geopolitical loss for Putin. Gallagher went on to describe what worries him most about the Biden administration's view on foreign policy. At the same time, we are trying to deal with Vladimir Putin in Ukraine and patting ourselves on the back because the Ukrainians are bravely fighting to the death despite American, uh, a robust American support. We are reliant on the Russians in Vienna to negotiate the revival of the JCPOA. Actually, we shouldn't even call it uh, the JCPOA because this deal will actually be worse than the JCPOA, the 2015 Iran deal. The congressman goes on to explain why. It will be a massive gift to Russia. Russia wants to sell uranium and weapons to Iran. Russia is fine with Iran having a dominant role in the Middle East, threatening our allies, be they the Sunni Arab Gulf states or Israel. Gallagher points out that reliance on Russia for a new Iran deal will directly impact how Russia perceives America's support of Ukraine. The president is going to squander whatever bipartisan goodwill he has on foreign policy related to the stiffening of the West on Ukraine. And the fact that people are waking up to the fact that there are bad guys in the world and we have to stand up to those bad guys. I cannot emphasize enough how disastrous this Iran deal will be to U.S. foreign policy and the direct connection to our feckless posture vis-a-vis Russia in Ukraine. It is all connected in my mind. Ukraine has received more than 3,000 applications for U.S. citizens who want to join the fight against Russia according to a defense official at the Ukrainian embassy in Washington, D.C. Several hundred volunteers have already arrived in Ukraine, according to the Military Times. Meanwhile, the International Criminal Court has launched an investigation that could target senior Russian officials believed responsible for war crimes, crimes against humanity, or genocide among a rising civilian death toll and widespread destruction of property during Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Ukrainian MP Lysia Vasilenko tells Sky News the international community can pressure Russia by treating it like a terrorist enterprise and suspending all financial transactions. That is what Russia is at the moment. It's a terrorist state which uses every single penny of its budget to feed a huge army which then invades Uh, independent states and tries to erase them from the face of the earth. That is just not normal, and the world should stop supporting that. Vasilenko says Ukraine needs protection from Russian missiles and military aircraft. Right now, uh, Ukraine has immediate needs, and the immediate need is to have a no-fly zone over Ukraine. Uh, over our big cities, which are densely populated. Vasilenko, who has three children of her own, including a nine-month-old, says the invasion has been heartbreaking for all Ukrainian families. Every mother wants, wants her child to, to be safe and not to experience war. The children of Ukraine, the future of Ukraine, have learned what it is, uh, what war is too early. 
Meantime, the refugee crisis stemming from Russia's invasion of Ukraine is intensifying. Some of Ukraine's most vulnerable citizens have reached safety through an effort of solidarity and compassion that transcends borders. Alex Rinko is a personal assistant working in Kyiv who fled to Lviv, saying she did what she had to do. I understand that it's not a good, uh, uh, not a good decision to stay in the Kyiv today because every day is worse than previous. At a train station in Berlin, refugees were met by citizens willing to offer them their homes. On the right side, there is like thousands of people from Berlin offering place to stay. This is absolutely incredible. You just like enter the, the building and there are like thousands of people actually supporting. Like, And they say they have like a saying on the paper in Ukrainian, in English, in Russian. The UN High Commissioner for Refugees, Filippo Grandi, says the evacuations from Ukraine may be the largest and fastest exodus he's ever seen. International solidarity has been heartwarming, but nothing, nothing can replace the need for the guns to be silenced, for dialogue and diplomacy to succeed. Peace is the only way to halt this tragedy. Working on energy independence in America. As the war in Ukraine rages on, calls for American energy independence grow louder as gas prices skyrocket. According to data from AAA, the current national average price of gas is $3.61 a gallon, up 26 cents from February and roughly a dollar from a year ago. In U.S. states with the priciest fuel, motorists are paying $4.50 a gallon, according to price tracker GasBuddy. At a press conference Thursday, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki was pressed hard on domestic oil production. The Keystone pipeline has never been operational. It would take years for that to have any impact. I know a number of members of Congress have suggested that, but that is a proposed solution that has no relationship or would have no impact on what the problem is. We hear all agree is an issue. Saki went on to claim that rising gas prices show that America needs to find alternate energy sources. What we can do over time, and what this is all a reminder of in the president's view, is our need to reduce our reliance on oil. The Europeans need to do that. We need to do that. If we do more to invest in clean energy, more to invest in other sources of of energy, that's exactly what we can do to prevent this uh, from happening in the future. We welcome any Republicans from joining us in that effort. The White House press secretary went on to emphasize that the Biden administration is looking to lessen the economic strain on Americans. Our objective here and our focus is making sure that any step we take maximizes the impact on President Putin and minimizes it on the American people. And anyone who's calling for uh, an end to the carve-out should be clear that that would raise prices. However, South Dakota Senator John Thune took to the Senate floor to sharply criticize the Biden administration's energy policies as a threat to American national security. Well, Democrats helped create our current inflation crisis with their so-called American Rescue Plan spending spree last March, March. President Biden is not solely responsible for high energy prices. He is responsible, however, for the fact that he is pursuing an energy agenda that is almost guaranteed not only to increase American energy prices long term, but also to increase our reliance 
on foreign sources of energy. Thune went on to point out just how the Biden administration has been acting in opposition to American energy independence. On his first day in office, when he canceled the Keystone XL pipeline, an environmentally responsible pipeline project that was already underway, and it was to be paired with $1.7 billion in private investment in renewable energy to fully offset its operating emissions. He also almost immediately froze new oil and gas leases on federal land, sending a clear signal to oil and gas producers that his administration would be reluctant to work with them to increase American energy production. The senator pulled no punches, outlining how buying Russian oil hurts not only Ukrainians, but also Americans. It's a problem because relying on foreign sources of energy often means relying on energy from tyrannical governments in volatile areas of the world. U.S. imports of Russian energy have spiked during the Biden administration. And the current conflict in Ukraine is a reminder of just how big of a problem that is. In the first place, the dollars we or other nations spend importing energy from Russia are dollars Russia is free to use to prosecute its unjustified invasion of Ukraine and any other country that it decides to attack. In the second place, when you rely on another country for your energy needs, you end up beholden to that country. Not guilty. A former Louisville police officer is cleared of charges related to the Breonna Taylor raid. Daybreak Insider correspondent Mike Gracia has that story. We, the jury, found the defendant, Brett Hankison, not guilty of... A jury of eight men and four women found former Louisville police officer Brett Hankison not guilty of charges that he endangered neighbors when he fired into Breonna Taylor's apartment during a botched drug raid that resulted in Taylor's death. The jury reached the verdict after about three hours of deliberation. Hankison did not fire any of the bullets that killed the 26-year-old Taylor on March 13, 2020. None of the officers involved in the raid were charged with Taylor's death. Hankison's acquittal likely ends the possibility of state criminal charges against any of the officers involved in the raid. A federal investigation into whether the officers violated Taylor's civil rights is underway. I'm Mike Gracia. Michael J. Madigan, who for decades steered Democrat politics in Illinois, was charged with racketeering and accused of using his office for personal gain. The longtime former Speaker of the Illinois House of Representatives, who for decades wielded extraordinary power over Democratic politics in the state, was indicted Wednesday. Four former Illinois governors have also been found guilty of wrongdoing in recent decades, including Rod Blagojevich, a Democrat convicted of trying to sell a U.S. Senate seat, and George Ryan, a Republican accused of handing out state contracts to friends in exchange for bribes and fundraising. Studies show from 1976 through 2019, no part of the country had as many public corruption convictions as Northern Illinois, with over 1,700. Dr. Kent Redfield, an emeritus professor of political science at the University of Illinois at Springfield, joined the Daybreak Insider podcast to discuss why the indictment of the former Illinois Speaker of the House is significant. First and foremost, You know, we've got another case where a powerful Illinois politician is under criminal indictment for uh, political corruption. And, uh, you know, we saw this with Rod Rogovich. We saw this with George Ryan, the two former governors who went to jail. 
and we've seen it with numerous uh, situations with uh, uh, legislators, local elected officials, and you know Illinois has a serious problem with political corruption and. This just puts it on the front page again. How will Mike Madigan's indictment influence the midterm elections in the state of Illinois? You know, it puts the Democrats on the defense and, you know, they have to, uh, you know, say why they are not, uh, you know, part of this criminal conspiracy, why it it, it isn't just, uh, you know, one person. And uh, the Republicans are, you know, clearly going to say, you know, we need to throw the bums out. We need to have new leadership. Should this have an impact on the perception of Illinois as being one of the most politically corrupt states in the country? Short term, you have to pass laws. You know, and if you do ethics laws, either the Democrats do it to try and get out in front of this, you know, before or after the primary, or there are laws passed, you know, after the election, regardless of who's in power, then you can point to that and you can say, you know, we got lobbyist reform. We got campaign finance reform. Our thanks to Dr. Kent Redfield for joining the Daybreak Insider Podcast. The Biden administration is seeking another $22.5 billion to cover coronavirus pandemic-related expenses, a major addition to budget talks already underway. White House Virus Response Coordinator Jeff Zients says President Biden has introduced a comprehensive COVID-19 plan, which needs the help of Congress. Execution of the president's plan requires additional funding. HHS has laid out some immediate funding needs for Congress. We'll need additional funding for medium and longer term priorities, and we'll be working with Congress in the weeks ahead. Zine says the administration will need more money for vaccines, testing, and other parts of President Biden's COVID-19 plan. There's clearly broad support from the American people for securing these critical medical supplies so we're protected and we're prepared for any possible variant. Uh, We will need additional funding beyond these immediate needs to effectively execute on the medium and longer term priorities and policies in today's plan. And finally... A dangerous challenge called Sleepy Chicken has been surfacing on the social media network TikTok. The Sleepy Chicken Challenge requires users to eat chicken drenched in NyQuil. The challenge, which could be dangerous according to pharmacists, has a coalition of states demanding to know if the social media platform is putting kids in harm's way. Daybreak Insider correspondent Jennifer King has more on this story. Attorneys general from a number of states have launched an investigation into TikTok for possible harmful effects on young people's mental health. In a news release, California Attorney General Rob Bonta said the nationwide investigation aims to determine if the popular video platform is violating the law and promoting itself to young users. Lawmakers and regulators have criticized the Beijing-based company for the computer algorithms they say can endanger users, promoting acts of vandalism, eating disorders, self-harm, and even suicidal ideation to young viewers. The company said says they appreciate the focus on child safety and look forward to providing more information on protections they have for teens. I'm Jennifer King. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. 
Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at daybreakinsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at srnnews.com and townhall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.